Sharing outside, amen, it's a little warm, so praise God. We're going into a great week, amen, Thanksgiving weekend, or week, amen, I hope you, hope, um, you got your meals all set up, you know, you saved a turkey, you didn't buy one, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> Can have a vegetarian? No, no. <laughs> Tofu turkey? No. That's a bad one. Oh. Okay. Let Let me give you the nugget to begin with uh, this morning. Let your words be. Let your words be the genuine picture One more time let the word let your words be the genuine picture of your heart That's a quote from John Wesley Okay And let's open in prayer Father we're praising you we're just giving you thanks that This is the day that you made Father God we rejoice Father God that which you have given us, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that mercy and goodness follows all the days of our lives, Father. And we're thanking you, Lord, now that as we look to your word, Father God, that we will, we will, Father God, come up another notch, Father God. We go from glory to glory, Father God. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, since we're not having uh, thank, uh, Wednesday service, we're going to do Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday service right now. Okay. America has been a nation that has been blessed. Amen. There has, there has not been another nation like this ever. Um, and what is its source of greatness? Okay. Well, source of greatness is God was taught in the early American history. They wanted clergymen to teach them the ways of God. So as they served, God would smile on their actions. The Bible was a chief textbook of the founding fathers who believed in the Creator. Okay. This nation would not exi have existed without those who established godly principles without the provincial hand of God guiding and protecting. Faith played a pivotal role in the creation of this nation. Okay. The culture, the laws, and the government. God's purpose was to have a Christian nation on this continent. So, we're going to look at it. Um, the colonies were established mainly by settlers which had religious affiliations. So, we're going to look at a couple of these, uh, and then I'm, I'll ask a question that you can only ask. Virginia was settled by the Anglicans. So, when they came over, most of the people were Ang Anglicans. Uh, they, and then if you went to Massachusetts, I don't want to get these words right, names some of these, uh, they were Puritans. And if you went to Rhode Island, 
You were a Baptist. Those from New York were Dutch Reformed. Those of Delaware were Swedish Lutheran. New Jersey was Swedish Lutheran. Pennsylvania became a Quaker state. Maryland was Catholic. Connecticut was a Congregationalist. And New Hampshire was a Congregationalist. Now I'm going to ask you a question that you don't... Uh, your home state, look it up. See what the preamble says about your home state. Most of the states and their constitution or their preamble, acknowledge God in some way as the Almighty, the Sovereign God, our Creator. So find out what your state says. Then pray that your state come back into the realm that it should have been. I found out mine was uh, the Almighty God, and uh, that's from the state of Illinois, so I've got to do a lot of praying for that state. It's about as bad as California. Because, <laughs> you know, we have drifted. Okay. Um, the first Thanksgiving the pilgrims had was held in 1621. We, we learned that last year uh, from uh, uh, looking at uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Governor William Bradford uh, gave his uh, Thanksgiving proclamation. Here's what he said. Therefore I, William Bradford, governor of Plymouth, say through the virtue of vested power, ye shall gather with one accord and hold in the month of November a thanksgiving unto the Lord. Um, remember that they came on, anybody remember the boat that they came on? The Mayflower, thank you. Uh, they made that Mayflower compact. They sailed from England. They were supposed to go to down south to Virginia to settle. And they, and they were blew off course. They tried three other times. Once they got up in the, in, in the Plymouth area, they tried to sail back down to where they were supposed to be. And each time, they were blown back up north. Isn't that three times? Wow. Now, now why would this have happened? God had his hand on this, these people. Here's the reason why. The Indians all up and down the coast, on the East Coast at that time, were very, were, they were very fierce rivals, and anybody coming in there, they killed them all. But in uh, where they were headed for, Massachusetts, they, the Indians had a plague the, the year before, and it wiped out everybody, except for a few people. And they had uh, one of the Indians that helped, if you remember, uh, we said uh, at the first Thanksgiving, there was an Indian named Sasquatch. Well, he's the one that helped them uh, make it through the winter because he, he taught them how to, because uh, they didn't know anything. You know, they were coming from civilization of, of Europe. And a lot of them were city folk and they didn't know anything about the country. So the Indian, Sasquatch and a few other Indians that survived the plague taught them how to farm and uh, grow corn because they didn't have corn before and hunt game. Okay. Now, let me, since we got on a little bit on the Mayflower Compact, 
um, and since they were blown back and forth three times. On the way over, usually on a, one of those old ships, to make the trip from, from the old, old land to the new land, uh, a lot of people died on the ship. Well, nobody died on the Mayflower. Well, one person did. Remember, the Mayflower is bringing what? All these religious people to the new land, or the new colonies. And they were going, leaving uh, religious persecution from Europe to come to, to have, you know, to establish their, their land. Well, I, I just said, no, nobody of the Puritans or the religious people died, except for one that died on, on board, who was uh, a vile heathen that cursed the people, these people on the ship all the time. Halfway through the journey, this guy died. Overboard. Okay, so that's uh, that's that, that story of the Mayflower Compact. <laughs> it's something you can, you can, if you'll recall some of the things that we said last year. Okay, every Thanksgiving is a, a is a annual reminder of our Christian roots. Amen. Okay, the Pilgrims began the tradition. Presidents George Washington and Abraham Lincoln made it an official holiday. So let's look at. We'll look at them for a second. The first Congress of the United States, the one that gave us First Amendment, Second Amendment, you know, First Amendment, the freedom of speech, Second Amendment, bear arms, okay. The first Congress suggested to the President Washington to declare, listen to this, the Congress said this, to declare a day of thanksgiving. What? Isn't there supposed to be a separation of church and state? Hmm, guess not. Um, to celebrate thanksgiving, to celebrate the peaceful establishment of the new government. So, President George Washington agreed on October 3rd, 1789, from the Capitol, which was New York at that time, a proclamation was given, and this is the proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providential of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and to humbly implore His protection and favor. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th of November next, to be devoted by the people of these United States to serve to the service of the great and glorious being who is the beneficial author of all that is good, all that was, all that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere, humble thanks. That was George Washington's proclamation. Approximately almost 100 years later, not quite, President Abraham Lincoln. See, that was George Washington telling us that we should do this. 
President Abraham Lincoln made a Thanksgiving proclamation on October 3rd again, 1863, making Thanksgiving an annual holiday for all the United States. And here's his proclamation. In the midst of civil war of unequal magnitude and severity, peace has been preserved with all nations and harmony has been prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as of the next day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficial Father who dwelleth in the heavens. It sounds like we do have roots that are established on Christian values in our country. I don't know how they say it. Then in, uh, a few years later, in 1862, uh, there was a challenge brought forth as to the question if our nation was founded upon Christian Judeo principles. Upon a thorough search and investigation of months of going through all uh, federal papers, the findings proved that the United States was beyond a doubt founded upon Christian Judeo principles. So, you know, Right now, throughout our land, a lot of people are saying we're not, but in 1892, they said it was. And they're a lot closer to the, to the founding fathers than we are. So I, the, the other stuff that we hear from the left is wrong. Um, unfortunately, today our American history is being rewritten, denied, and uh, falsifying truth. We must more than ever stand up to the principles to which our country was founded upon. So, let's go to Romans chapter, and we're about done. Glory to God, you're going to get out for Turkey Day. Let's go to Romans chapter uh, 12. Well, now we're going to the scripture. It might take longer, but yeah. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. Yeah, right, right. I wrote it wrong. It can't be. It's not the one I wanted. Oh, we're going to have to... Oh, I know what it is. Let me make a correction there. It's not Romans chapter 12. It's Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Correction there. Romans chapter 1. Looking at verse 21 from the King James. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That from the um, Amplified. Because... When they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginations, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations. That sounds like today. And their senses, senseless minds were darkened. Um, 
It says that they didn't glorify God. This is, if we look back in Scripture, in Deuteronomy, it, it tells that God tells the people, hey, you're going to be blessed. Just after you're blessed, continue to thank me and, and know where your blessings came from. And we know that when they got into the promised land, they, they were thoroughly blessed. And pretty soon as they uh, became more and more blessed, they began to take on many of the heathen practices and dropped God, their godliness. And look what happened to them. They, they went straight. And this is almost happening in our generation. We have forgotten God in our, in our country, and we have gotten so vile in our thinking that God has been thrown out of our country through prayer, the Bible, the Ten Commandments, and so forth. So, um, ingratitude is a dangerous and deadly sin, so we should not become unthankful. Amen. Let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deut Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's look at verse 10. Uh, this is what I just referred to. When thou hast eaten and art full, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Wow. We need to thank God for what we have. I mean, we're, when our country was established, they, were, they had hardships. But they still thank God. Right now, we're going through hardships ourselves because our, our country, much of our country is being swayed to go different ways. And that's a hardship. It, it, just like they were persecuted in the, in the old country, we are now being persecuted in our country for being Christians. Because you are a, a nut job if you, if you follow Jesus Christ. Hello? You know, they say you're, you're, you're fruity if you go to church. You need to go, if you're going to... <laughs> okay. And doing a little bit of research, did you know that the atheists are having church services? <laughs> they speak of all the good things. Now that sounds good, but they don't bring God into it. And they have they have they have churches in San Francisco, San Diego, L.A., and a, New York, and a few other play, I mean major churches, and they're they're called atheist churches. I, Let me tell you a joke on. How's that? I'll have to tell you next week. It, it, if I don't get it right, it doesn't come out right. <laughs> I think it's, it goes like. Uh, what do you what do you do at a at an atheist funeral? They're all dressed up, but nowhere to go. 
Okay, well that went over. <laughs> My wife doesn't appreciate good jokes. So let's go to let's go to Psalms one hundred. This is what we need to be doing. Not only on Thanksgiving, but each and every day. Oh, we could read the whole thing. But we'll start with verse 4 first. This is what I have written down. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So we need to bless his name this morning. Glory to God. He's your friend. He's my friend. But at the very beginning of Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Not moaning, not complaining, not murmuring, but singing. Knowing that, ye are, that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. So whatever is written in this book is given to us. To rejoice in. To have thanksgiving. I mean you... When you find something great, you shout out, glory to God, hallelujah. Instead of just sitting there, okay, you know, to, you know. I wonder what kind of book atheists use for church. Oh, her brother, yeah, her brother did have a, a atheist Bible. And you know how our our Bible has columns. You know what kind of columns they had in, in the book? Had one right in the middle. And then they had one at the, right across. And it looked like a cross right in the middle. Each page was that way. That was the, the atheist book. I mean, telling them, you know, we, just, we, we read where it says they rejected him. And here they, here they put it in their own Bible. And it, 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 Cross there, and they and they reject that, but there it is, right before their eyes. They cannot say they have not, never heard. Wow! Uh, let's go to Psalms 107 now. Okay, here we go. Verse 22. Now, now, if you're not really wanting to do this, to give thanks, this is what the word says. Verse 22. That's Psalms 107, verse 22. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. What is sacrifice? That means something that you, you have to, yeah. It's something that you have to do. Wow. And declare his works with rejoicing. So, hello out there. 
We need to be giving thanksgiving with rejoicing. This is the day. Nobody can pick up on that? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let the Lord hath made. I will. Glory to God. And it sounds so pathetic when Christians sing it. This is the day. This is the day. And then we got, you haven't got out of bed yet. You know what, you're supposed to get out of bed jumping and, and jump up singing and dancing. How many did that this morning? Got out of bed singing and dancing. Not a one of us. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, or at least on, on Thursday, get up and do it. All right, this is the day. You know, it, it's, it's, it says we need to get up singing and dancing, or at least dancing before the Lord. I can't remember when I did it last, I'll tell you. This is bad. <laughs> Confess your faults. How many, how many out there have not done it for one month? Two months. A year? Boy, some, some of you must be good. We will have a line for liars after the service to, re to repent. I think too many of us ever got up and danced. I'm going to make sure I write that down for Thursday. I'm going to get up and dance. <laughs> hey, you got to be scriptural. Sometimes we got, we have, what is it? What did it say? Let them... Sacrifice. Man, that's going to be a sacrifice. <laughs> Especially if it's cold. <laughs> oh, well. Daily. Well, she said daily. All right. Let's now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't think. Uh-oh. I'll have to hide all cameras. <laughs> okay, let's, let's... Psalms 149. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and praise in the congregation of the saints. Did you sing a new song this day? Okay. Psalms 150, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of, of his power, praise him with his mighty acts, praise him for according to his excellent grace, greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and heart, praise him with the timbrel and dance, praise him with string instruments and organs, praise him upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Some of us thought we had no breath left in us. We need, we need to come alive. Now Christianity is something that is alive. 
Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. And some of us are scraping the barrel and not moving out. We, we are coming at the most joyous time of the season, you know, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Then right after that, we have Easter. That, that, those are great days. Time to rejoice. Amen? Well, let's go to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. It says that we need to rejoice. Amen. Come to a sanctuary with joy and singing and praise, thanksgiving. Amen? Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, from the Amplified first. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in light. Verse 13, the Father has delivered us and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his Son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. Wow. He's qualified. He's qualified and given us a, to share the portion If there are a few few months back, you know, one of those national lotto or New York lotto, they had 17 people win. I think it was 56 million dollars or 156 million dollars. Do you think any of those individuals, these 17 individuals, when they found out they were winners, just sat there? Do you think when one, the first person that found out about it, he just said, ah, I'll let the other guys find out about it. I think they all got together and had a party. We need to have a party. When we come into God's house, we need to have a party. When you go home, you need to have a party. You are God's house. Oh, boy. Colossians chapter 2. Look at verse 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, as you being taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Let's read that from the Amplified. Having the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, 
being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in faith, just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Amen. I want you to think of King Solomon at this point. He was the what? The richest man of the old, old, old world as we know it. The richest man. And remember when, it was a, who, who was the lady that was it? Was it Cleopatra? I can't think of the name. Thank you, Queen of Sheba. And she, well, you know, you know these names. She came in there and she saw it and she, she just dropped her teeth. Why? Because the servants, he says, everybody was joyful in, in, in his palace. There was nobody going around, I'm just a, I'm just a dishwasher, or I got to do this, I that. She said, everybody in the palace was rejoicing. Because what? They're partakers. Shouldn't we be rejoicing because we are partakers of the heavenly calling? It says, with thanksgiving, glory to God, hallelujah, abounding, abounding, abounding therein, with thanksgiving. Amen. Okay, Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 15. King James, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye were called in one body, and be what? Thankful. From the Amplified. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in what peaceful state to which, as members of Christ's body, one body, you were also called to live. And be thankful, appreciate, giving praise to God sometimes. When you think about it. Always, giving praise to God, always. So we need to forget about what's going around us or happening around us. We need to praise God. Because what's happening around us is only temporal. Because it's not going to go into eternity with us. The mully grubs that you're in is not going to stay with you. You're not going to drag that old sinful body with you. It's going to be left. And we can... So we need to start rejoicing now. Just throw off the old things. Throw off whatever's bothering you. It says to be thankful. I'm going. Oh, tell you what, some of us, some of us are barely make it, like they said, the skin of your teeth. When the doors of heaven close, you just caught you back in, just push you right through. I think I want to be a little bit further into the crowd. Yeah, some of us need to read Driven by Eternity again. Find out where we're at. Who, 
Have we slipped back into a position of one of these other people that we read about? Have you? Have I? We need to find out. Oh! Okay. Let's go to uh, 1 Thessalonians at this time. That's 1 Thessalonians. We will go to chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, looking at verse 18. In everything, from the King James, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. From the Amplified. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer, the Mediator of that will. Glory to God. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks unto the Holy One. It's that song. It's, it's, we have that song. And we'll play it. We're going to have to make a CD of it though. We have in the back. All right. I want us to go back to the Old Testament, back to Psalms once again. And we're going to go at Psalm 68. In Psalm 68. Do you follow, fall in this category? Psalm 68. See if you fall in this category. Verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Selah. From the Amplified, blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carries us day by day, even the God who has our salvation. Selah. Pause. And calmly think of that. Whoa! What are you blessed daily with? Somebody give me an answer. Benefits. What's, what's one of the benefits you got then? I'll ask that. Health. Any other ones? Salvation. Church. You've got it all. You're loaded daily with benefits. Why be grumpy? And lumpy? Being a ward on a pickle? Can't be that. Psalms 119. Glory to God. Oh, I've got another good one for you. <laughs> we talked about getting up and dancing 
in the morning. Are you ready for this one? Some I know you are, are late to go to bed, so look at what. Verse 62. At midnight, I will arise and give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. At midnight I will rise, this is amplified, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. Boy, that's a good one. I've never done that one. At midnight. Psalms 119, verse 62. So for some of you, you've got a challenge ahead of you. You're going <laughs> to, those early risers, that maybe I'll have, um, well, those call when you call. You call on the phone, and it's it goes to different phone tree or something. I'll call one of you, and it just go all over the place. Everybody's gonna wake up. Ah, oh, what are you wake me up for? I'm gonna just say Psalms 119:62. Let's hear it. How many would be irritated with me if I gave you a call at midnight? See, none of you would, none of you are truthful. Some of you would be very angry because I messed up your sleep. Can we call you? <laughs> there you go. Call me. Sure. <laughs> <We're up. laughs> Glory to God. Look at that. All right, to give thanks. You know that it's just like that. The neighbor that went to his neighbor's house. Wake up, wake up. I've got somebody that came over. I need some goods. What did the guy do? He wasn't too happy about it, but he gave him what he needed. Here, we, here it says that we need to, when we arise, we need to be thankful. <laughs> arise and give thanks. Lord, well, are you alive at that time? It will wake you up. Oh, boy. you got to have fun. Let's go to Daniel chapter... Daniel chapter 2 this time. Here's Daniel speaking. Daniel chapter 2, verse 23. I thank thee and I praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and hath made known unto me now what is we desire of thee, for thou hast now made known unto me the king's matters. So let's go to verse uh, from the Amplified. I thank you and praise you, O O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, has made me known to me now what we desire of you. That sounds like somebody that came up for prayer. We need to catch on to it. You have made known to us the solution to the problem. 
hey, there's a good one to circle it and say, I'll take that for any situation. I, will ha- I now have a prayer for solving problems at my job. Hey, some of you are not just is thinking, oh, hey, it's true. If it helped him, it sure can help help me. I, th- I think your your workplace is really going to like you, because you're going to be a solve a problem solver. Hey, that's where witty inventions come from, problem solvers. Think about it, put it all together. There's solving problem solving. So I'm going to get, get off that word. Some of you are laughing at me. Glad you got some joy this morning. <laughs> All right, you can be a problem solver and come up with witty ideas. Don't let somebody else get it. Write it down, begin to work on it. Capitalize on what God's going to give you. Right. Oh, glory to God. Right. What's that one scripture we saw last week? If I can remember it. And I think it was in Deuteronomy. It says that we were you'd have to look last week in last week's notes, but I think it was in Deuteronomy. It says that we would be poor no more. I think it was in Deuteronomy. I'm not positive. But anyway, you're going to be poor no more if you take what God's given you and move with it. Some of us are dense. We need to really wake up. So that's why you're going to be woken up at midnight. Not by me. Or you're going to be dancing in the morning. Amen. 1 Corinthians. We go to 1 Corinthians and this will be the last one. Somebody says, glory to God. Never got out this early. It'll make up for all the last... The rest of this year, not so late. That's 1 Corinthians. And we want to go to the 15th chapter. Verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15:57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that ye labor is not in vain in the Lord. Glory to God! It means what you're doing is not going to be just vain. It's going to work out. Apply it to your work's workplace. From the Amplified, verse 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough, in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor is in the Lord, is not futile, it is never wasted, or no purpose. 
to no purpose. And that goes for your job also. Amen. You do, you, it says you should do everything as unto the Lord. So that means you, when you do your job, it's unto the Lord. It's going to be purposeful. It's going to bring forth victory. It's going to bring forth gladness and joy. Amen. You found it. Was that, was it? Deuteronomy 30, she says. Okay, we're getting 15. There it is, 15.4. Thank you, Mike. Save when there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God has given. Wherever you are, you're not going to be poor any longer. Take, take these scriptures and run with them. Don't say, well, that's for... He's... We're a child of God. He said, well, that's only for, for the Israelis. Well, it says, Abraham's seed. Is that, would that not be covered in that? We should not be poor anymore. We are, say, I'm, I'm Abraham's seed. I can declare that to be mine. Plus all the rest. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So have a good Thanksgiving. Let's all stand. Look at those smiles out there. The wife is amazed. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that we can be a thankful group, Father God. And Father God, that we will put into practice that which we've heard, Father God. We're thanking the Lord that we are a blessed nation. And Father God, may we bless those, Father God, that we come in contact with. May we share the good news of the gospel, Father God. That when the time arises, Father God, that there will be fruit, blessings in our account when we're called home. And everyone said, Amen and Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.